to you with the natural goodness of Viridian Nutrition, available at Browns. I'm Trudy Kerr and welcome to The Interviewer. In this series, I talk to artists, campaigners, men and women of influence, musicians, performers, sportsmen and women, politicians, businessmen and women, and anyone who shapes the fabric of our society. Today is the second show of Advent here on The Interviewer, and these shows are all focused on getting you in the right Christmas mood, or not. I have four brilliant guests on the interview in this series who've been sharing their thoughts and opinions on the holiday season and a few funny stories, no doubt, and much more. The reason I have the giggles when I'm announcing the, the guests on the show is because number two in line for this Christmas series is actor, comedian, businessman, radio DJ and trouble condensed... Mr. Kevin Naudi. Hi, Trudy. You have me got the giggles there. No, I, I mean, I got you the giggles. Yeah, right. It's, I, I it's, try really hard. It's a common fact. <laughs> the worst is when you're not doing anything and the giggles still happen. That's the... That's it. That's, that's the worst. That's, that's the, it, but I've never, ever giggled in the intro. The intro is always dead it's true. I was so looking it's the at first you, time. I was looking at you wiggling your foot. Because, because you said radio... The, I'm, I'm no longer on the radio, sorry. <laughs> I know you're not. But I meant like over what I've done. That's that's why you're that's why you're doing the interview and I'm not. <laughs> exactly. That's why you're on that side. I'm the interviewee. Am I? That's what it comes to. I'm the interviewee, right? You're the interview bitch. No, I don't. You just told me I can't say something because it's on campus. <laughs> <laughs> why, why would you then call me the interview bitch? It's not a rude word. It's a, it's, <laughs> listen, know. Kevin, 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 Kevin. Before we go into Christmas, what have you been up to? Because you just mentioned you're not on radio at the moment, but you're still a comedian. You're still quite funny. I'm, thanks. Um, uh, for, what have I been up to? Quite a lot. Actually, it's been a, quite an overwhelming period, but a lot of things planned because obviously during COVID, you know, um, shows like last year, I kind of adapted to what could be done. In fact, I have a bone to pick with many artists, Trude. Well, not a bone to pick in a bad, and it's a positive thing. May I, I, I was saying, finally, I have a platform that I can say this. A lot of complaints of this, and that's closed, and we can't do this, and we can't do that. You can adapt and perform according to what you can perform to. You know what I mean? So, there's a, I just thought put it Thanks out there. for <laughs> monopolizing the podcast, the interviewer, and just going because, out with your own public no, message. because you know, what have I been up to? And I said, uh, you know, although I would have liked to do like a special, because that was my, my next big thing is a biggest, my biggest special yet. And uh, obviously I had to push that forward. When you go, f like, f you say push forward. Back, you push, you push it back. back. You, you push, push back. It. <laughs> <laughs> back it's, it's been a long day. <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to be a long show. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so, yeah, to push it back. And uh, so in the meantime, thankfully, I got cast in a TV series, which is going to be launched in October 2002. Oh, That's wow. pretty cool. Because as you know, film, ironically... But this is, where is this, where is this going to be aired? It's uh, producers of Sharpshoot Media, which I can't... I mean, they're of La Russa and Strada Strat, and they're fantastic people. And it's going to be on TVM, so it's like a... Okay, so pretty awesome. can you tell us what it's about? Yes, yes, yes. No, no, no. I thought I could. I just flagged for half a second. No. No, like, it's called... Uh, no, I don't know, no. You don't, you don't know what it's called? Sure You've been working... No, I know what it's called. <laughs> I can't tell you. I think I can tell you, but I'm not sure. Okay, so I... tell you what we do. You tell me... And, and before the, we this goes out on air, no, I think I can't tell you. Know. It's, it's uh, Diamante. 
it's gonna be cold. That's about it. I can tell you. Okay, so what do you play? I play. Uh, I can't. No, rude, rude. No, no, no. It's too early. It's too, no. I can't. But it's it's really cool because it's uh, uh, Le Pan feel and. Uh, it's, it's you play a butler, don't you? No, I don't play. But I play the the eldest of the of the four guys. I you really, see, uh, exactly I got it out of you. <laughs> I play the eldest of four very close friends. Basically. Well, listen, can you come back onto the interviewer when you're ready, sure. w- to, ready to do that? Listen, For let's sure. do we'd that because I, I would love to hear more about that. But in the meantime, of course, this show is all about Christmas because you are number two in the four show lineup for the advent. The interviewer does advent. Did it go in order of preference? Like number one is more important than me? Or am I, I, I'm just asking just for a friend. Yeah. Just a friend. No, 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 I'm glad. I'm not okay. No, the fact that you told me, yes, it's good. I know my place. <laughs> Who was number one? <laughs> that was Tez. Oh, Tez, I'm so it's pretty. My, hang on a second, hang on a second. It's like an advent calendar. I'm opening... Ah, so it gets better, so I should be number four. Oh, my word. <laughs> you know when you're starting to regret getting a guest on the show? I do want to talk about Christmas, though. So, I first of all, before we establish any other questions relating to Christmas, I have to ask you, are you a Christmas fan... Are you not fast, or are you call me back in January? I love the the feel of family with Christmas that comes with it. I don't like the commercial side of it, obviously. I don't know who. I mean, who does? I guess one can afford it, <laughs> <laughs> and then so he's all like, "Yahoo!" I'm like, "No." I think people make an extra effort to be nice. Okay, so and you're a Christmas a fan. This is a good thing because it could be a very short show if you weren't a Christmas fan. No, no, of course I am. Okay, well, I happened to have walked past your house today and I saw that you had some sort of adventy thing up in your, what I'm assuming, front room. Well, were you, you were looking in my room? Yeah. How? Because you had the window open. Yes, okay, fair enough. <laughs> I, think, I think I need to speak to my wife. <laughs> Because I'm right though, there is an adventy type thing, right? Yes, yes, there is. So my, ne- so my ne- my question was going to be a real crucial question: When does the tree go up in the Naldi house? But you've already got your advent boxy thing. Yeah, what is that? That's, kids, a, that's a Jesus just, thing. Uh, yeah, though. it's for the kids. Okay. Um, uh, but still what, the, the tree is for the adults. What no, is that? Look, I think the tree is a dec- it's a decorative piece. So when I does it know. go up though? Usually, I like doing it in the first week of December. Anything before anyone hearing this who puts up their tree, I have no judge. I mean, I do judge, actually. I'm not, I can't say I don't because I do. I, I definitely do. Um, but I have my best friends who do it. And I'm like, what are you doing? Ah, uh, because it gives color and lights to the house. I'm like, okay, whatever. But uh, I think first weekish of December is a good time to put up. Okay. And then remove it. For example, I prefer leaving it longer than putting it up much before. I don't know if you know what I mean. You, but how far would you leave the Christmas tree? I'd leave it tree like all January. I would leave it for sure. What? Because it keeps you in the spirit. It's January. No, There's no, no, Kevin. To do that's procrastinating. <laughs> that's because you're too lazy to <laughs> yes, take the yes. tree down. Nobody wants to take the tree down. But I put a justification to it. So what the heck? <laughs> Christmas is over, my friend. Christmas is over. Um, just to just go back to what I saw in your front room. Hi yeah. to your wife. Um, this is a this is a massive. Doll's house, advent, crib style thing. No, but what, because my, my eldest daughter, Kate, who is extremely, extremely playful in the sense she is so adventurous and she'll create. So she has this dollhouse, but every, like any excuse to pimp it up, if you allow me that, <laughs> whatever it is, it could be, whatever it is, I swear to you, it's, it's Christmas, then the dollhouse becomes this, this freaking 
crib and everything turns into Christmas related things, lights and, but it's amazing because you know it's money well spent, I guess. Um, uh, but like she has like seven, eight OMG dolls or whatever. There's big. No, asses. sorry, what is that? They're these new style dolls with like Nicki Minaj asses and. You are serious? What <laughs> happened to Barbie and Cindy? No, you know what? what about happened? time they. Brought in the asses, truth, okay? <laughs> and up in the slims. No, no, come on, man. What are these things? They're like real, actual, womeny-style dolls. big hips and like they're all this... Oh, my God, how it's have I not seen it's this? It's beautiful. They all have... Anyway, they're very detailed. That's what I can tell. Now do the rest of the equation. They all look and, like Nicki Minaj. No, well, uh, but this, it's, they're sweet. But like, she, every like bed, the Otavi, she asks for one of those kind of things. But she plays with it so much. So I, I'm like, okay. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not to waste. It's not because I, they're, they're in fashion. Let's get that. And then she just dumps in there. She just constantly No, that's plays super with cool. Yes, I, yes, I yes. had Cindy dolls when I was a kid. Yes, I remember. No, I, my sister, my sister, my sister. <laughs> that didn't come out right. Kevin, how did you remember that I had Cindy dolls? Not you. What? I remember the what Cindy dolls. That? That's insane. <laughs> but I had a thing about my Cindy dolls because I, I actually, I was way ahead of my time. So when I was about six... I went around cutting all the hair off, so they had haircuts about cool. your length as they short don't grow as you. Back, just to let you know, just no. Well, no, <laughs> I worked that out. And then I would like, you know, pimp up their clothes. You're talking about pimping up. I would do like, you know, rip jeans and rip jeans before rip jeans were cool. And hair, black hair. You know, I had a beautiful blonde Cindy doll. Diet, diet. I diet, and then joking. put blue streaks in and everything. I was way ahead of my time. I'm telling you. Anyway, I'm glad that we discussed that and went down that road of Nicki Minaj dolls. Uh, earliest memory of Christmas, Kevin Naldi? I'd say uh, there's something that there's something about the Christmas tree at my mum's place that number one never changed. <laughs> <laughs> it was up all year. <laughs> she no. never took it down. No, as in, that's where you get it from. Jeez, you're like, no, if my mum no, can do it, if she can leave it up all year, I'm doing it. It's that. Your mum's a right procrastinator. <laughs> she actually does leave it up quite a while. Um, uh, but there's, she had this, like, it was like a spot, you know, a spot, a spot in the house, like there was this living area part where there's a phone, I still remember. Back then we had phones, true, as you well know, but anyone listening to this, like, phone? Phone? <laughs> like there was a place for a phone? Anyway, yes, there was a table, a chair, and everything. It, j- it just takes me back, the furthest I could go back is that, that corner, because the tree remained the same, the same baubles, the same Of course. <laughs> and they're just, the, you know, the classic ones, you know, like the mum always says the classic ones, the classic, what do you call the fair, the frilly one, or the tinsel thing. Tinsel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just everything's just the classic, you know, the classic one. The classic Does nobody Christmas. have tinsel on the tree anymore? It's, no, I, I actually know. I wow. mean, I don't, we have the, ooh, look at us, we're so modern, eh? You know what I mean? No. <laughs> no, like just, you know, the fairy light. No, it's nice, our Christmas tree, actually. Okay, fair enough. I'll just I like send you a photo when I have it up. Thank you very much I indeed. I love the fact that you're justifying your <laughs> Christmas tree. Okay, so that's your earliest memory of Christmas. I think you've already answered this question uh, in the opening statement because I was going to ask you what what is for you the meaning of Christmas? Is it family? Is it faith? Is it presence? Is it? Food. Tess no, was, was all about the food. I get her. I get her, but I would boil it up. Not only family, just everything. Just everything calms down during that period. And unfortunately, it's only during that period. So maybe that's why we see it so nice when it comes. Because you make an extra effort. I mean, not me. I'm saying society as a whole. I'm always trying to be nice myself. But I think Christmas just gives that, that warm feeling. I think that's what my thought about Christmas would be. I love that. The answer to that is 
Kevin's warm feeling. Yeah. What is your early... Oh, sorry. <laughs> you, see, you see what happened there? I was going on a serious note and then I still turned it around. I don't know why I did it. It was, was either so going to be you or me, Kevin. <laughs> I started talking about your warm feeling and I'm thinking, stay away from that. Oh, man. Okay, sorry. So who cooks in your house and who hosts in your most, house? If we host, most probably it's my wife. But uh, I mean, I know how to cook quite well, so... Really? Mm-hmm. I made the best potatoes, Trude. Oh, my potatoes, Trude. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, like, like, like you'll have potatoes and then you'll have, you'll have Kevin's potatoes. What kind of potatoes are we talking about here? In the oven. What do you mean? <laughs> are we talking about roast potatoes? Roast potatoes. Okay, tell me how you roast your potatoes. Oh every- God, I'm not going to tell oh you how I roast word. my potatoes. Okay, well, listen, I had, an, I had an argument about this the other day because I'm English, therefore, ergo, we own roast potatoes and we cook them better than anybody else no, on don't. the planet. Wait, what is roast or baked? I'm not sure, actually. Roast is where you parboil them. No, no, no. Okay. Hear me out. You parboil like them. Though. Parboil them. You fluff them up in a little colander, right? Then you put them into a pan that's been in the oven with butter and oil. Oh, the typical Sunday roast beef potato with like oil with Not the skin right. and all. Like that's nice. No as well. skin. Okay. No, I made them baked. They baked potatoes. Okay, baked potatoes. And I can, okay, can I just <clears throat> when, when it comes all crispy, like like nearly with that crunch. In the skin. Oh yeah. No, no, no skin. Kevin, baked potatoes have skin. Then it's roast. What I do is roast. <laughs> Dude, look, I never labeled my potatoes. I just said they come good. They go in the oven They're with oil and onions. So don't start questioning if it's roast. <laughs> I really wanted to talk to you about Christmas food, but I feel like we could be no, here no, for no, no. weeks. Go, go, I promise. Okay, so you're, you're talking about your roast potatoes. They're roast. And how bad. do you make them? So I can just check on this. So I cut them very small, first of all. That's the trick. How small? Cubes, little cubes, like that. That's and not a I'm roast potato. You, That's not a roast potato. That, this is, okay, this is Kevin Naudi's weird potatoes for Christmas. I don't know what you Expl- call it. Explain, go on, you, so you so cut them up like really small. So they're like small cubes. Skins or no skins? Of, no, skin, no, no skin. No skin, no skin. So not so baked. Then I, so, uh, first, the trick is in the onions, I believe at least, as I do. So I've, I flood, flood. I put oil in the, in the dish, right, beforehand. Salt and pepper, quite a lot. And then onions, nicely chopped. But like long, like, 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 oh. Like, I shouldn't go on MasterChef, right? <laughs> Can I just say, this is not a career that's waiting for you. <laughs> okay, Trudy, listen. There, there, there are other so, careers. So the, the, the onions are sliced and I place them and I, I, I literally wash them in the oil, kind of. You know what I mean? Like when you soak them, kind of thing. More, a bit of more salt and pepper, then rosemary, a bit. And then I put the potatoes, but I, I mush it all, like, like I rinse, I make sure they're completely covered in in the oil and the onions and everything. In the oven for 30-ish minutes, and then I bring them out, put water on them. Ah, first 20 minutes also I put foil over it. So they bake really slowly. See, I used the word bake. I think they're baked potatoes. No, I'm going to just say that, Kevin, we spent a good portion of this podcast talking about your potatoes, (laughs) which are tiny. Your potatoes are tiny. (laughs) And I'm just going to tell you now, I've never heard of this recipe that you're talking about. It is not baked and it is not roast. It's in the oven. Talk to to me about Christmas Day, Christmas Day food. What what is the food that you would traditionally eat on Christmas Day? My mum's cannelloni. But I'm telling you when I say, I said cannelloni like from the Bronx. (laughs) Hey, the cannelloni. See, I'm just going to tell you, every time somebody says cannelloni, right, I think of those 
um, sort of sweet rolls that Those are filled are with cream. Yes, you know how confusing it has been same here. for somebody who's always gone, I get I'm it. sorry, you have what as a starter on Christmas Day? <laughs> You're eating desserts with cream you on start Christmas with cream? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? And followed by <laughs> Kevin Naldi's potatoes. potatoes that nobody knows what they are. No, no, my mom makes this... Uh, the I mean, I've had other cannelloni, but hers are just... Yep. So we've done the food, or at least... We've, we tried. <laughs> we tried to have that part of the conversation. Best Christmas memory. We talked about your earliest Christmas memory. What's your best Christmas memory? To be honest, it's, it's, it's not one specific. It's a memory of Christmas that I used to have when the stocking used to come at the bottom of my bed kind of thing. That was a very nice memory. But it's not, there's no specific because we've had many fun episodes or classic Christmas lunches or get-togethers or going abroad. There was a one time when we went abroad, that was pretty awesome. But uh, I think there's that memory of, because I was just nostalgic growing up. So, And then you get to that age when, you know, when you know it's... How, how was the youngest age listening to the podcast? I have no idea. Okay. So I still believe in Santa. But at some point, you know what I mean. So at some no, point, no, no, we we have established, firmly established, in the last show, okay, uh, because Tez decided at nine years old, Father Christmas's writing was way too similar to her mum's. That's how she got it. That's how she. No, I got it, it because no I, I found something kind of thing beforehand that I had wished for. If you know what I mean. No, you have to explain this to me. So because my next question is, that's for when you, I understood. My it. next question is. You talked about your fondest memory being... I hope kids don't listen to this podcast. Of course they don't. Ah, okay, then it's fine. They should, I'll, I'll put out a, you know, rating. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I, I'd wish for a wrestling ring. That's when it started. A wrestling of WWF. I was a, I'm still a fanatic of wrestling. And I found it behind the curtain. Which, by the way, I know that my father put it there just to say, you know what, time up. Let's let him find it so he knows, okay. he Kevin, knows it doesn't exist Kevin, any longer. how old were you? Please don't tell me you were 13. 13. No! <laughs> Why? How did you know, first of all? Did you ask my wife? You asked Jean, no? No, no, I took a guess. 12-ish, 13, I think I was. You I, were serious? I never stopped believing. Because, and then there's Christmas Chronicles, the film, which is beautiful. And he says, it's such a beautiful saying, seeing is not believing, believing is seeing. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful, isn't that what it's all about? Think about it. So I just didn't stop believing because I just used to love the idea of it happening. I mean, I knew subconsciously there isn't. So you were 13 years old when you stopped believing in the Christmas father. Why are you saying Christmas father? What are you saying? It's Father Christmas, Trude. You're doing it on purpose, right? Because I'm going to leave the other roots. No, no, it's just... It's Father I, Christmas. I, I've never heard anyone call Father Christmas Christmas father until I came to Malta. So you're 13 years old. You still believe in the Christmas father. Father Christmas, Trude. <laughs> what did your friends think? Did you not I get beaten up? To, as if, Trude. Have, you, have we met before, Truth? What's the matter? That's why I was asking you. <laughs> you know, but I, on, jokes aside, you mentioned something really nice, the fact that you did mention it all the, as, as a joke, but um, I always try and give this message to my kids. When you embrace something, even if it's embarrassing, you can't be bullied by it. Forget it. How could I be bullied by something that I don't care if I believe in it? You know what I'm trying to say? Like, so... <laughs> I would go to school. I don't care. My friend said, you're serious? Yeah, yes. Like, and? And then they just don't know what to do. Like, uh, ah, okay, so like you're actually serious about it. Like, uh, <laughs> yep. And it's, you leave them with nothing. You know what I mean? So when you try and battle it, it's, that's when I think the, you know, the teasing or whatever you call it. So do your kids still believe in Father Christmas? 100%. And if you hear me, Kate, I promise he exists. What? <laughs> 
And do you call him Father Christmas, Christmas Father or Santa? Father Christmas. And Santa sometimes as well, actually, but Father Christmas mainly. And she believes in it. Like we're going to Lapland, hopefully. That's when I just say, obviously, I have nothing left in the bank. That's the, that's the one, that's, that's when it's done. <laughs> that's when the execution comes down on my money. <laughs> because it's not a cheap holiday, obviously. So, yeah. I can see you walking around Lapland with your kids going, Remember that? Be grateful. <laughs> For this, be grateful. For that, be grateful. See that? Let's be grateful. Do not forget this. That over there, see that's a reindeer. You see, see You'll remember this for the rest of your life. You're never going to see another. Never. That's the only reindeer you're ever going to see. So look at it. Let's wait. This is your one wait. time in your life. Darn it. Never again will you see a reindeer. Like, I don't even know if they do that, actually. But I think they do. <laughs> All right, listen. We've talked about your memories, but we're now going to bring it right up to date. What do you love? More of a serious question. What do you love and hate most about Christmas? You mentioned before about the commercialism. I detest anything that commercializes itself. Anything, be it music, be it the performing arts, just anything. I just I hate anything that sells out, if that's the word to use, when you whore yourself out, basically. I just find the, the, the raw happiness, sometimes you kind of feel it's not really there, you know? Amongst society, so to say. And I'm very much into a happy society kind of thing. That's why I do what I do, I guess. But isn't that because everybody is desperately seeking something yeah. to escape to? Definitely. Well, yeah, I guess so. But it mainly comes from the media world in the sense of what's put out there. And just just everything you see is like buy, buy, spend, 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 spend. And brainwashing the kids too. Let's just say I failed on different levels as a parent, which hopefully I didn't. But one area I know I succeeded so well in is just telling my kids that let it go. The, th the thought of just wanting everything. And that's what Christmas puts out. They're just more you remind, more. reminded me of an interview I had, oh, must be about nine months ago now, right. with uh, Rene Rosignol, who was saying exactly the same thing about his kids. Big he wanted to take his kids out to experience the outdoors. He doesn't want to buy them big, expensive presents. Oh. He wants them to live and experience life. To add on to, because it's similar, well, not similar, exactly what you're saying, that's Rene, who I'd say hi to right now. Um, uh, is that another area, apart from the, the non-spoiled factor, let's put it that way, or the non-believing in the media, what's put out there. Is that the mobile thingy, for example, that Kate's nine and she maybe, first of all, she doesn't have one. She doesn't look for it in the sense of she doesn't look out for it. Like, uh, why don't, like, uh, if we're out with friends and she's the only kid, maybe, maybe just then. But still, what I'll do is if I'm out and she's with a kid, she's the only kid, for example, or with my her younger sister, I'll make time for them as well. Because if they're out with me, they're out with me. I won't do the, you know what, sit down, here's my mobile, and take it easy kind of thing. I, I can't do that. I go out for dinner, and we, we'll come back to Christmas in a second, but I go out for dinner and I see parents, I can understand why they do it. And as I said, I'm not a parent, so I'm not going to judge. But there does seem to be this culture of a whole family sitting at the table, all on mobile phones I, uh, or tablets. No, I'm not going to sit here and... and uh, try and preach or say what's right or what's wrong it's, it's because it's only obvious that it's wrong you know what I mean it's, I don't need I don't need myself I don't need to say it but they do because they can because it's there it's you know what I mean it's there but then it comes I don't know what I don't know what it is I, I it makes me sick thinking of it okay your quirky Christmas tradition everybody has one what's your quirky Christmas tradition what's the thing that's like yeah the quirky tradition would be I guess Please don't tell me you still write a letter to Father Christmas. My, not me, my, my uh, well, 
um, I help Kate write it, as in she writes her letter for sure. Okay. Um, uh, what we do is, but that's not quirky as such, I write one back, but cleverly with a different font and everything, and she receives the letter you back. You choose a different font. Of course. And <laughs> but I think. Hang on a second. When did Father Christmas get a typewriter or a laptop? It's not Pearl Woman. <laughs> Things have changed. <laughs> What's wrong with the traditional handwriting? No, but I use this handwriting font on the computer. You don't question my methods. Sorry. Um, uh, I don't know if it's quirky, but we just uh, on the eve we always have like one present we can open. That's about it. That's I think. I don't think it's quirky as such, but that's the most. It's I can your tell tradition, you. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And is it, I mean, I think I've heard this from other people and certainly we did that at home, but it had to be the smallest present that you could find. It had to be an insignificant no, present. No, what we do is you choose, you know what I mean? But uh, like the big one doesn't mean it's like the best one. You know what I'm trying to get to? Because it could be yeah, a big yeah. box with, I don't know, a standard toy, but a small one could be like a remote, whatever. So what we do is, you know, there are the presents and we go pick one. And then like Kate or Laura would go, I like that one. And that's the present they choose. But then there's always the main one which you say like, no. Like that's exactly. out of bounds. And there are, you know, you have the little ones. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You take your pick. Let me ask you about your stockings. I just love the stocking. I swear to you, Trudy. Don't know, I don't know why I'm getting emotional because it's beautiful. And it's just so sweet. Wait, my stockings in what sense? The Chris, we're talking about Christmas, right? Because I don't have any other stockings. I don't. I think I don't. You got a little bit too excited about sorry, stockings, sorry, sorry. Then, my yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, took no. this to a whole different level. It's, it's exciting. <laughs> it's Christmas. That's not what your face said. Your stockings, my friend. Uh, we had in the UK, and certainly my family, we had very traditional items that would go into the stocking. My mother did used to put a piece of coal in there. Why? If you weren't good? Nobody ever worked it out. Tangerines, there would always be tangerines in there. As well? Yes. And there would also be chocolate coins, you know, the chocolate. Yeah, yeah, right. You know the standard. really expensive it. way to deliver chocolate? You put it in an individually wrapped gold coin foil. Incredibly expensive. Way, way, way more expensive than the weight, of the, the weight gold, of the gold of the chocolate should. As long as they look nice. And we always had, I always then had um, yogurt coated raisins when I got into my teens. Don't know. Uh, so you're doing that, but did you always have something particular? Yes. What did you have? What was your what was your stocking gums tradition? Were the, but what? Iced, but they what? were great, not raisins. Gum, gums like hurry, like like sweets. That was uh, growing up. It was like a stand. Like I would go for those first rather than the anything other little toys. But we had a standard. There were the sweets at the bottom, kind of thing. The gums and and then we had the army men. You remember the army men, like of Toy Story, the ones that stand on that. The army men, they were like the, the buckets. You get like a lot of army men. You know which ones they are. Come on, true. They're like green and whatever, true. Those would be every year kind of thing. Like those, I know I'm going to get a set of those. Once I got boxing gloves, that was cool. How cool was that? You still have, hang on a second. I you had boxing. boxing gloves in your stocking? Yes. How big was the stocking? It was good. It was nice. Was, How big was the stocking? It was, it was big. It was, that's why I told you I used to love it. I told you, you told me one of my fondest memories. Was it an memories. actual stocking or was it a pillowcase? No, no, no. It was, it was a stocking, like a stocking at the bottom of the bed. That's why I love the stocking, because it was a generous, cheap stocking, I call it. From Santa? From Santa. He's a bit of a tight ass. Santa used to bring me tangerines and a piece of coal. My my mum's not hearing this either, right? <laughs> I think I can have no one of my family and relatives hear the podcast. I'm never going to tell anyone. When it's out, I'm like, no, don't listen. It's, listen, it's not the ironically, you and Tez as well. Tez insulted <laughs> her, her entire mum's cooking. No, no. You, oh, my word, yes. Tez, why? Yeah, listen to last week's show, Kevin. 
I'm going to close this edition of the Advent Interviewer. Okay. With one last question. If you had a Christmas message, what would it be? If you were the Queen... Ooh. Sorry. <laughs> I had the Queen turn on. <laughs> Ooh. That's, I don't know why the Queen... Because <laughs> that's what she does, is she opens her Christmas Just, message ooh. on Christmas Day from Buckingham Palace. <laughs> Very first thing she says is, Ooh. 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 Okay. Lou, listen here. <laughs> so, no, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. I was going to keep on going. Thank God I stopped. If I have just a Christmas message, what would it be? Just, just chill the hell out, everybody. I love that. We can leave that right where that is. Just chill it out, man. Everybody just needs to chill. That's my message, honestly. I like it. Kevin Naudi, thank you so much for being on thank the you. Advent Interviewer. I look forward to seeing you next year Hope when so. you can actually reveal... Oh, no, you already did. What the TV show is not, that you're involved. I did not, I did not. I think I have a contract. I can't. <laughs> no, I can't. But I'll let you know more. It was great. <laughs>